0: Settling is not an option. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? (laughs) Because every day is for the girls. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we're talking about boobies. I am so excited for this one. Especially because I interviewed one of my closest friends. She has a crazy journey with breast implant illness. So she is walking us through implant to explant over a span of 12 years that she had implants and everything that she went through and what happened to her health and All of that stuff, she's answering all the questions that you guys need to know about breast implant illness and going through an explant. I love today's topic for a multitude of reasons. One, because I love talking about health, mental health, physical health, and this is something that is really important for women to hear about the risk of implants and what it could do to your body and to your health. And like I said, not only physical, but also mental. And I also love this topic because I personally get DMs all the time from girls thanking me for not getting my boobs done. They're always like, thank you so much for showcasing that having small boobs can still be sexy. You know, I'm always out there in bikinis and lingerie and certain kinds of outfits. And they're like, I would have never felt confident in myself for posting things like this, or wearing things like this, knowing that I have smaller boobs, I always felt like I needed my boobs done. Like these are the kind of DMs that I get all the time. And they tell me like, because of you because of your posts, I feel more confident in my body type and having a smaller chest. I actually have girls in my DMs all the time, like, please do not get your boobs done. Like, please leave your boobs how they are like, you look Great the way that you are. I had somebody send me a voice note not that long ago and she's like, sorry if this is really weird. I know that we don't know each other. I know you don't follow me, but I'm just looking at your pictures and I just want to tell you, like, if you're thinking about your getting your boobs done, please don't. You look great and like you really rock it and you are really showcasing girls, you know, that they can Rocket too. And she's like, please do not get it done. So thank you everybody for consistently reminding me that I do not have big boobs. Sometimes I feel like my boobs are a little big. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never feel like my boobs are a little big, but you guys love to remind me that they are not. So thank you guys for keeping me humble. Thank you guys for always reminding me to never in my life think that my boobs look a little big. Sometimes when I'm going through my period, I'm like, oh, I have double D's, um, but you guys definitely keep me. You guys definitely keep me in touch with reality. So thank you for that. In any other case, they are very sweet, very sweet, very sweet DMs. And I, I definitely wanted implants when I was younger. I grew out of that as I got older. It was an insecurity of mine for sure. Because this is actually pretty funny. I got my period when I was in the fourth grade. I was ten years old when I grew a pair of big old titties, and imagine now I am like I said I know I don't have big boobs but at the age of 10 when nobody else had their period I did and my boobs were big and my elementary school friends can actually vouch for me and tell you that like I was known for having big boobs when we were younger like guys thought I was hot guys (laughs) in the sixth grade looked at me in the fifth grade like oof Look at that fifth grader developed big boobies and I I was pretty hot for a quick second. I mean not my face. I definitely was a butter face cuz I didn't even have braces yet, so I was in probably the worst face stage of my life. Didn't get my eyebrows done yet. Definitely had some facial hair that I no longer I no longer claim But yeah, no, I wasn't the best looking, but I had the boobs because I had my period at such a young age. By the time that we were in like eighth grade high school, of course, everybody else got their period. And man, was I humbled. Speaking about being kept humble, you guys definitely did it to me. You guys definitely made your point clear because now I was older and my boobs had not grown at all since I was in like the fourth and fifth grade and now i was the flat-chested one and everybody actually had big boobs like everybody was like a a c and a d in high school and i was the tiny little friend next to everybody and of course the seniors like the boys who were seniors in high school loved the freshman and sophomore girls with the big boobs never me Mm -mm, not me (laughs) I was like the little sister in the corner so that definitely was an insecurity of mine and then once I got to college the girls actually already now were having like implants so I was starting to really see fake boobs all the time in college and I was like oh I'm for sure gonna get my boobs done when I have the money like that was just a no-brainer because now I was really seeing everybody else and I was like wow These girls are hot as hell. Once I graduated college, I just, I don't know, appreciated my body so much more. I wasn't insecure about it anymore. Of course, there's still always going to be days where I go out with friends, we're all dressed up, and I think they just ultimately have like a sexier look. You know, they have the big boobs, the way that they look in their dress just looks... I guess, better than I feel how I would look, you know, in my outfit. I don't know what the right way to say it is. I don't mean that in an insecure way. I mean it in a pretty self-aware way that I just look at them like, dang, like they look really hot, you know? So of course there's moments like that where I wish I had them, but not enough to commit to getting them done. So I am over the whole wanting implants phase, and I have definitely convinced myself that after I have kids, I will have boobs. Like, I am sure of it. Everybody always tells me, just, just wait, watch. I was an A cup or I was a B cup, but then I had kids and now I'm a double D. Like, I get that all the time. So I am totally convinced after I have kids, I will have big boobs. And then I will get a mommy makeover. And then I'll have my hot ass body. But in the meantime, I think I'm pretty hot right now. So I, I'm not doing too bad. But anyway, without further ado... Let's get to Liz. I am so excited to introduce our next guest, Liz Lugo, one of my closest friends, and she is going to tell us about her experience with breast implants and more specifically breast implant illness. Liz, thank you so much for getting on today. My soul
1: sister. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. So awesome. And I love, love, love you. I love all the projects that you do. Um, But I love you even more for bringing attention to BII because this is something that not enough people are talking about and it needs to be discussed because it's a very real thing. Very real. So
0: thank you for having me. I feel like so many people that actually have implants have breast implant illness, but they're always like, oh, yeah, I don't feel great. Or like they're trying to go to these doctors to figure out what's wrong with their health. But they never identify it to being like breast implants. It's it's so
1: crazy because I've had so many people that are like, well, I've been trying to get pregnant for five years and I have like cysts in my ovaries or I've been, you know, whatever, like so many different things. And I'm like, girl, like get those implants checked out. So that's why awareness is key. And listen, I get it. I used to be one of those people. Like I moved to Miami when I was 18 years old. I was a Hooters waitress then I became a Hooters calendar girl and then I became you know literally a Hooters whatever I had my own posters I had my own beer pills in there so like I got boobs after I started working on Hooters and they literally say they like determine my personality or they like set my personality but like everybody just knew me as having ginormous boobs right? right so I get it because I was one of those that when people started telling me about this I was like I would never remove my implants, you know. Um, but it got to the point where like little things started adding up. And I think for me, you know I had I had saline the first time. Mm-hmm. I had saline put in when I was 18, because I wasn't old enough to get silicone. And you know, for those 10 years that I had those implants, little things started happening, right. And they were not a big deal enough for me to notice. And I didn't know that this could even be an issue anyways. But yeah, like, I would stop, like, I would forget things. And I would like, Oh, my God, like, I would want to say something. And I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, I, you know, like little like airheaded shit like that, that I just figured like, Oh, whatever, it's no biggie. But then in December of 2018, it was time for me to change these implants because you're only supposed to have saline in for 10 years. And I said, yes, give me the big boy silicone gummy bear mentor brand. I want all of that. I love it. Okay, guys, so I had them put in what I thought was going to be a three hour surgery because my first surgery was like three hours ended up being like six and a half hours, okay? Because my left saline implant was actually deflating and I had not noticed. And it was like moving underneath my armpit. So I was like, this fucking sucks, right? So it was like hell to get better. February, like early March rolls around, my left breast was literally a tennis ball, okay? Think of like a really tiny, hard ball my right one was fine. It was like settling in well. Um, but I went to the doctor and he's like, you have a capsular contraction. I'm like, what the hell is that? Well, you know what your body rejected the implant, it looks like there's a capsule being formed around it. So little silly me, I'm like, let's just replace it. So uh-huh. this was March of 2019. I replaced my implant, right? From there, everything just went downhill. Like, I don't, want to say that the saline didn't do anything to me because I believe that even I mean the shell that holds in the saline still has silicone in it right but like those freaking silicone implants like were literally killing me so I, I switched them out again so my left boob had three surgeries so silicone again so you right.
0: went from saline to silicone to silicone
1: right and because I, I only had to replace the one that was capsulated which was got my it. left one got it so you know, whatever I go through that process, six months later, it wasn't like the same pain. But it was still bothering me enough where I couldn't do certain workouts where I couldn't like do certain movements, you know, and it started looking a little weird. So I went to see a doctor at this point, another surgeon, not the one that had done had switched me to, to um silicone. And he's like, listen, <laughs> my gosh. He's like, listen, you are not going to like the way you look because I inquired. And I'm like, you know what? They're so big. They're giving me so many problems. Before I knew it was BII. I was just so fed up of having to switch these damn fucking bags all the time that mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to take him out. He's like, what most doctors say, um, why you're not going to like the way they look. They're such a huge part of like your look, your persona, like you're going to be so unhappy with them and you're going to hate it. So don't do it. So obviously he talked me out of it, which is so sad. The doctor was
0: talking you out of an explant.
1: Oh, yeah. And most doctors, I can't tell you. I mean, we live in Miami, which is a city that's full of
0: plastic surgery and plastic
1: surgeons. I mean, it's a very vain city, right? But um, I've seen like big time names, like really famous Miami plastic surgeons even do like Q&A sessions in their Instagram. it's not real. And I'm like,
0: why? Like, just why? So a lot of doctors will steer you in the wrong direction. Hold on, I got to backtrack you. So actual plastic surgeons will say breast implant illness is not real.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. There's only two. There's only two doctors that specialize in removing implants in the whole like, within a like, two hour drive vicinity of Miami. So literally only two. We'll get to that in a second. And I'll show you guys or I'll tell you guys when I you know, how I chose my doctor. But um, so he told me no. He told me not to do it. So I said, fuck it, whatever. I kept going. I kept going. Um, then the pandemic hits. Out of nowhere, I start getting acne. And you're probably like, okay, it was probably stress. It was the mask. I mean, Vic, you were visiting me a ton. You weren't yeah. living down here. You know, I was I getting facials that. like all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, like when things kind of started over, I was getting facials like weekly. And my skin was really, really bad. And then little by little, I started developing like really bad anxiety. And then I started getting panic attacks. And then I started feeling really, really bad. And then I would be doing like Zoom meetings and like all these things. And I would get like social anxiety. Or mm-hmm. then I would just cry. And, and it just got to the point where like by November. It was November, like constant PMS for some reason. Yeah, literally. It was so bad. Um, by like November of 2020, I was not a functional human being. Mm-hmm. I was literally functioning on fumes. And You know, I've kind of opened up a little bit about that. But guys, it was a really scary time for me. Like I couldn't even drive myself sometimes because the anxiety was just so freaking bad. I couldn't hold conversations. I couldn't put together the brain fog that I had was insane. Like I could not hold conversations. It was like literally there were like clouds in my brain at all times. So I remember I went on vacation and her friend Joe is like, listen, I just started going to this doctor and he takes like a holistic approach to things. Veronica went to, you know, her sister had gone to him also. And, you know, she he helped her a lot with like, you know, her skin as well. Side so note, Veronica also had an explant, just so you guys know. Um, so I went to see this guy. First thing, he's like, you got to remove those bags. That's literally the first thing that he said oh, to me when I walked in. Well, he did all this blood and then it wasn't so much like, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that now I had like actual data, like blood work shit that he did. So everything was fine except my hormone levels and my mercury levels. Those are two tests that doctors don't usually ask for. Like when you go see your physician, you have to request these. If not, they won't order them. So my estrogen level was like I think a healthy estrogen, if I'm not mistaken, and I remember correctly, is from like 250 to like 400. And like a woman my age, it was like 1300. Okay. My freaking like hormones were completely out of whack. And then my mercury level. And by the way, you're the first person that ever told me about mercury.
0: Yeah, I I remember this. So full of shit. (laughs) I remember this like it was yesterday. So just a backstory for you guys. I have been following medical medium for years. He is brilliant. He he actually is like the inventor of the celery juice phenomenon. Like celery juice wouldn't have been a thing if it weren't for him going viral. And so he has um, the mercury, the detox like smoothie. And it's, it's pretty nasty, but I don't remember what exactly is in it. I haven't made it in a while, but I used to have it like once every few weeks. And I told Liz, like you need to have this. It's the heavy metal, right? The heavy metal detox. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, whatever, here's Vic weird, holistic shit, whatever, <laughs> you know, actually, I don't think it tastes that bad. And I literally drink it almost every day. Now I still do. So I know exactly what's in it. It's bananas, blueberry, um, the Atlantic duals, there's spirulina, barley, some other shit powder there. Yeah there's, a lot uh, of that yeah, there's OJ, obviously, like natural OJ and bananas. Oh, and cilantro It's actually tastes long.
0: The cilantro yeah. was the it wasn't nasty nasty that was a little dramatic but it definitely wasn't like having a typical like breakfast yeah meal. yeah it's, it's not like a smooth, it like yeah. stains everywhere it's like a it lot It's so but, heavy yeah it's heavy but it's it's so good for you and I remember yeah. as as soon as you were going through that last summer I was like girl you have to get on the heavy metal diet yeah well so
1: I I you're right you did and I I first I was like no and then. <laughs> And then, you know, when he tells me when my blood work comes back, a healthy mercury in a person is between one and 10. Mine was a 26. So it was almost three times as high. And then I started Googling heavy metal detox problems or like, you know, symptoms. And that's where, you know, acne, some of the acne was coming from. That's where, you know, me being tired. all. I mean, and I and by the way, I'm no medical doctor. I'm obviously not giving medical advice. But, you know, a lot of the research that I did said that there's been case studies Of people who were put on antidepressants, and all they had to do was just lower their mercury levels because, you know, there's pollutants, there's things going on that bring mercury to you, whatever. And then a light bulb went off, and I'm like, wait, let me Google mercury and breast implant illness. Holy smokes, did I find so many things? And then a friend of mine added me to this Facebook group called Breast Implant Illness by Nicole. It has hundreds of thousands of women. And I just remember I would get the notifications daily. Daily, there was somebody saying like, just got out of my surgery or like, this is my three month pre or post-op. I'm sorry. Like these were the symptoms. And I literally became obsessed with like reading all the comments. I had like 99% of the shit that was in those comments. I was like, okay, there's really no test to determine if you have breast implant illness. By that time I was like I have it. You have,
0: I have to like, diagnose yourself.
1: Yeah, no, you have to just trust it because again there's no way to tell. Something else I had developed was eczema on my hand and I remember exactly. So I got I switched to uh, to silicone in December and that Christmas my mom gave me a bunch of like bath and body work soaps that I had like in the kitchen sink and like the bathrooms, right? So when I would wash my hands, um they, I started getting super itchy and I'm like well, I've used bath and body works ever since I was in high school. Like, what the hell am I just like becoming more allergic to it? And I like stopped using it, but the eczema never went away. And it wasn't like really bad, but it was, I mean, you could see it. It was, you know, it was very, like my skin was really dry. It was like always cracking. Um. So, okay. I'm like, okay, I have BII. I come to that to that conclusion and I'm like, I need to find a doctor. I go look, I go do all this research and there's two doctors again, within like a two hour drive of Miami that do this had a girl that was like, look, I went to this guy, he only does x plans. So I scheduled it, I drove my happy butt almost two hours up there. It was such a weird experience. I left there in tears, because I literally just felt like it was like, in and out in and out. Like I was like asking all these questions. And he was just like, so matter of fact about it that I was like, No, like, this cannot be it, right? Oh, and then they tell me like he had a two year wait. I was like, I literally cannot yeah. Oh yeah, then to make it even right, I did not like him. I didn't feel a good vibe. And they're like, Yeah, in two years we can fit you in. I'm like, no, I literally would be dead if I had if I had not removed them. I call and I schedule or I make a phone call to Dr. Lampert's office. That's how I ended up doing it with down here. And I had to wait a little bit also to go see him and a friend of mine, actually, my first friend that ever talked to me about breast implant illness, she had them removed seven years ago. And she I think if I'm not mistaking, I think she was the first person Dr. Lampert ever like removed the implants like her name is Jessica. So I remembered and then I reached out to her. I'm like, just like she's like, yeah, I totally recommend him whatever. And I'm already like, at this point, like, depressed, right? I'm like, I'm not functioning well, I am depressed, clearly sick, something has to change, right? So by the way, after I left my doctor, he recommended a detox. So he's like, you have to remove your implants. But in the meantime, detox, right? So I did six weeks of like hardcore detox, I cut gluten, I cut soy, I cut any. I mean, I literally just ate veggies. And like, I couldn't eat fish. You were on so the I just
0: paleo diet.
1: Yes, literally. <laughs> Vic's like the type of person that she goes grocery shopping and I'm like, why would you buy all of this? This is like not anything she'll eat. But yeah, exactly. I went on a very strict diet and you know, six weeks like went by, my mercury level only dropped to 15. So it was still, I mean, it was a lot better. Oh, it was, was feeling so better, hot. but it was still high. So then, you know, in the meantime, I go see Dr. Lampert and he I mean, from the moment, in, the vibes were perfect. His staff is amazing. He's amazing. Spent like two hours at the initial consultation. So he was explaining to me something called fat grafting and I had no idea what the hell that was. So if you've ever heard of a BBL, OK, a Brazilian butt lift, that's like fat grafting. Fat grafting is just a very fancy name for lipo and then you put the fat somewhere else in your body. I was like, OK. I'm open to this. What the heck do we do? He's like, look, like there's obviously some risks when you do it together. Like when you do, I, you know, I just didn't want to go under. So he's like, the risk is that you actually end up losing some of the fat because you have drains. Like I had drains for eight days and that was a bitch. And we'll get to that in a second. But, um, you know, so whatever. He's like, let's do the fat grafting. I'm like, you know what? Just let me see. He showed me a bunch of people. And at this point, like you just have to kind of go on a hunt. I have I've had implants, double D's for How many years now? A shit ton of years. And I'm like, I probably just have like literally skin. My left implant was like barely or my left breast was like literally all implant. I barely had any any like fat tissue or any tissue, uh, breast tissue. But I have like people ask me all the time on Instagram, like, why? You you weren't scared. You weren't this like of how they were going to look. Obviously, you know, I was petrified of how I was going to look. I actually almost passed out. The morning of as he was marking me because it, it like psychologically, it was a very tough surgery, but I had no choice because my body was rejecting these things so much. And the signs were no longer like little mild signs. They were like <laughs> huge fucking red flags, like slapping me in the fucking face with the flag every day, you know? So I said, let's do it. I booked it. Um, I was not I didn't have enough fat. So I actually gained some weight. I obviously didn't have, um, I wasn't careful with my diet and my detox to lower my mercury in the meantime. But this goes to show I tested my mercury two months after my explant and it was a five. So I dropped to a five just by removing the implants and I was not careful with my diet. I went back to eating fish. I don't eat tuna. I do have to give that disclaimer, but that's the only fish I don't eat. I eat everything else. Um, I went back to eating soy. I mean, guys, I was eating fucking french fries and Oreos to gain weight to have enough fat, you know, so that literally, to me, that was more than proof that my mercury levels were caused by these stupid implants that I had in. It was crazy. I mean, I can't even tell you like my skin did a complete 180. um, And my skin is back to how it was in high school. And I'm so grateful for that. The eczema in my hand, it was probably the craziest one because by the second day it was gone. My skin took like a month and a half to get better, but my hand and guys keep in mind that I had to be like bathing with antibacterial soap and that's really dry soap. Yeah. Even using the soap, the eczema in my hand was gone in two days. And then little by little, I just started feeling better and feeling better and it's been I did it on March sixteenth, So it's been like, what, five months, almost five months that I've done it. Let me tell you, like, I remember things more vividly. Now, I like remember smells. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, my brain is like functioning. Finally, yeah, how have it's no brain fog. And- have no brain fog. You know, I am so much more like, like, I feel things so much more. I feel like I was such a stone cold heart bitch before. And I mean, I still am. But it's like now I like feel remember when we got into the <laughs> whole debate of empathetic and you're like, do you know what empathetic means? <laughs> you know, like, again, I'm just I'm just, you know, I feel things a lot more. So I, I feel like it, they usually say it takes about a year, two years for every single organ in your body from these things from from BII. Um, but I feel so much better my period. That's the craziest thing by the last like, like three, four months before my explant, my period was literally like two droplets of like brown water, wow. brown shit. And you know, well, not literally shit. That sounds disgusting. Like literally brown <laughs> blood. Um, you know, and as you guys know, a healthy period like means you're like, you're healthy, right? My first period after my explant was like my high school periods lasted like four or five days major freaking cramps people were like or I was telling people I'm like oh and they're like well that sucks I'm like no no, no this is so good because I know yeah. that my body's properly like detoxing you know how it should every time I get my period and so uh,
0: babies and you want to like exactly ensure that these reproductive organs and all that are healthy and clearly your hormones were all out of whack and all over the place who who knows maybe if you tried to get pregnant with the implants you wouldn't have been able to get pregnant probably
1: not yeah. and there's a lot of people that have tried to get pregnant and have all these issues and have implants and they just that's the last place they they, they look and you know remember this is a foreign object in your body
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: this is a foreign object in your body You don't know how your body is going to react. And I've had people that are like, okay, but to play devil's advocate, not everyone rejects the implants. Yes, I get it. But why would you risk it? Why would you risk it? And you know, like I had implants for literally what? 11, 12 years before I actually started feeling the symptoms. There's people that feel them within the first year.
0: It wasn't until the 10-year replacement, you know, like the reading. We were like, "No, no, no, I'm sick.
1: Yeah, it wasn't until I put in the silicone that I was like, something is really wrong with my body.
0: I have a couple of little questions here okay. uh, for you to cover for everybody. And and I want to go back to now the explant. Like, what was the explant like afterwards? Like, how was the recovery or the pain level from getting an explant?
1: Okay, I'm gonna be super real with you guys. It was fucking insane. First of all, it was an 11 hour surgery, because he had to do like the lipo piece, he had to like, I don't know, do whatever they need to do to that fat, he had to remove my implants, he had to do a lift, and then he had to inject the fat. Mm-hmm. So I was literally under for 11 hours. I went in at 8am. I woke up like literally when I remember when I woke up, my mom's like, it's like 10pm. I'm
0: like, what the fuck? You were in bed?
1: For I was long. I was not able to pick up my phone for probably two weeks. By like the end of the, the first week, I could pick it up a little bit, but again, remember, I had I have drains. I have two tubes coming out of the bottom of my breast that are attached to my to my faha because I had also the lipo, so I could not move. You know, it was very uncomfortable. It was very it was painful. I'm not gonna lie, it was painful.
0: And just for everybody to know, um, when she refers to the faha, that's a compression garment that you wear after lipo. So how she mentioned like oh, do you guys know what a BBL is? So she did the same thing except opposite. She didn't get injected into her butt. She had the fat transferred into her breast. And then you wear a faha, aka a compression garment, yeah, kind of like a waist trainer in a way. And that is going to help prevent- Yeah, and reduce like, the swelling. Different things, yeah, the swelling. It's going to yeah. help keep everything. Uh, it's going to make sure everything heals properly.
1: Yeah. By the way, complete side note, I found out that the only place where it's like deathly dangerous from injecting fat is your butt. So if you if you've not you, but if anyone's considered a BBL, um, make sure you do your due diligence because people have many people have died from BBLs. Um, When they removed the drains on the eighth day, it was like 80% better, 80% better, right? Uh Um, but it was still really uncomfortable. And removing the drains does not hurt. I was so nervous because I'm like, okay, they're just going to pull this shit out. And there's like like feet, literally like feet of fucking wire inside my, my boob. But it wasn't painful. And then once they removed that, I, I like little by little, I started getting better and getting better and getting better. But it is a very, very intense surgery. Would I do it again? Absolutely. If it meant that I get to feel how I feel now. Because um, how I feel now is like I feel like myself again, and I hadn't felt like myself in so freaking long.
0: And something that you just had mentioned, how you said, you know, your doctor was so honest with you and told you these things about a BBL and all that. What would you say is your biggest heads up on how to know who's a good doctor? or the warning signs on like, who's not a good doctor?
1: Oh my goodness. So I mean, if we're talking about uh, like explant, I mean, if you're walking in there and they're like reluctant to remove your implants because you're not gonna like the way it looks or whatever, if they're just not willing to listen to you and the things that you're feeling, if they're dismissive and saying like, oh, whatever, this is not proven, like run from that person, run. Also the implants that I had put in were mentor implants. Okay. These were actually recalled. The the ones that I had in were recalled like six months after I, I had them. And I remember calling the doctor that originally put them in and he's like, you're fine. This is not going to happen to you. There's like such a small percentage of people that get can get cancer from these. And I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) if if there's like 1% of a chance that I could get cancer, like I don't want this shit. I I don't know how much truth there is to this. So you guys can fact check and go look it up. But you know how Johnson and Johnson just, um, Put out like the whole warning and recall and like all these products, um, like you know sunscreens and all this stuff. Supposedly, like there's some from what I've seen in some BBI pages that I follow, is that that same ingredient is actually in the breast implants. I mean, if they're recalling these sprays and these products. You might want to look into like, okay, what is my implant made of? Like, what is the silicone jelly? Yeah, what type of silicone
0: is it? Getting, but you don't know what's in there. Yeah, and and
1: again, you're putting something in your body, like literally. This is not something that like you're eating, and oh my god, if it's bad, it'll come out the other side. No, this is something that's definitely be a part of you. Okay, and it's going to form breast tissue around it, and it again it can influence your entire everything else in your organism. So, you know, do major research. My doctor, Dr. Lampert, I think he told me, and again, we can confirm those numbers with him later. But I think he said that he does now like a really, really high percentage of of explants. Like he still puts them in, but he does a lot of explants. That just goes to show. And you know, when I was when I first posted on my Instagram about it, so. Many people reached out to me. Like the BII community is amazing, and you know they're always so willing to help. And so many people reached out, and I've heard from so many that it was the best decision they made. And I can honestly tell you, it saved my life. It saved my life. I would probably be right now like a fucking lunatic, okay? Because how I was feeling, I could not go another year like that. I just, I couldn't. I and couldn't. I think
0: that a lot of people do want plants. But it goes back to kind of like what you said earlier, they're afraid. So uh, not afraid of of the surgery, they're afraid of not liking how they look. And they they keep the implants because it's part of their body, like you said. So would you say that the confidence you had as a result of having those boobs is worth having them? Like, or are you like, Fuck the confidence.
1: Like- no, fuck the confidence. Absolutely not. I have confidence now. <laughs> you know, listen, I mean, I literally just flashed to my boobs before we, we got a, we started recording. So you saw like, you know, they're obviously not the double D's that they used to be. But I have a B cup now. They look really cute. You know, yes, there's scars. There's definitely scars. But I actually just finished getting laser for the scars. I've done three sessions and I already see a huge difference. And they just fit my body better. Like before I just remember having like humongous balls yeah. and it just looked, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. Don't take anyone, you know, whatever. If this is your look, it's your look. But I felt like I look vulgar and there were so many different outfits. Cause I'm a tiny girl. I'm five too. i I'm like barely 120 pounds wet now. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's another thing. I lost 10 pounds <laughs> just from taking wow. off the freaking um, like they were so big. I've gained so much more confidence and I feel better. I I'm starting obviously to like get back into my workouts after months of not being able to, and I'm just performing better. I'm feeling better. My skin is back, you know, me like I'm back. I have no brain fog. I you know, I I don't get anxiety. I don't get panic attacks. I'm not depressed. I'm happy. I'm like, literally loving life, grateful, like feeling amazing. So were they nice? Yeah, they were fucking hot. I look back and I'm like, damn, I look hot with those big ass boobs. But (laughs) you know what, now I'm still hot. And not only am I hot, I feel good. So I would definitely not trade, you know, how good I feel for like, the vanity of having big boobs, you know, again, do the fat transfer, like there's so many different options nowadays that, you know, implants, like if you've been considering them, just do your research, why risk it, if you know that it can potentially be extremely harmful to your health, why risk it you know it's just not worth it and plus little boobies are in like pamela fucking anderson took out her boobs guys yes she did look up look up stars and like famous people that have removed their implants if pamela anderson i mean like the epitome of boobs can do it it's fine yeah you're gonna be okay you're wow you know And I've actually had people that have also told me like, well, my partner really likes my boobs, like my partner, this I'm sure your partner wants you alive, (laughs) you know, like, I'm sure they want you healthy. Yeah, like, don't let anyone influence you into anything. Because again, I used to be one of those skeptics. I used to be one of the non-believers, And I can honestly tell you, five months later, my life has been changed. I am myself again. And it is the best decision I've made by far. Yeah.
0: Well, we will leave it on that note. If Pamela Anderson can take her boobs out, you don't need to have your boobs and health is wealth in this. Like health is confidence. Health is confidence. That's the only confidence that you need. So Liz, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey. This is going to help so like seriously so many people.
1: No, again, thank you for bringing away because it is it, it more awareness needs to, needs to exist on this topic. But I love you and thank you for having me. Love you. Thank you.
0: That interview was so insightful, really eye-opening and really educational. So I hope that you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, girls.